You're listening to The Sizzle. All right, you know who's in the building. Jay Sizzle, G Sizzle's in the building. Listen, Jay, we had a football game that we thought was going to be one for the ages. We thought that this was going to be the game that everybody was going to look to, especially those who were playing fantasy. If your fantasy line was up, you were thinking, this is the game that might win me my championship because it was championship week. But all of a sudden, it went from being a game that we were all interested in watching and everybody was joyous in having to a life-altering situation. So from that point on, Jay, when we talk about DeMar Hamlin, a player, a safety, a young man, a six-round pick who's worked his way up to this point, how do you go about watching the NFL the same way after you saw a player going to cardiac arrest on the field? Well, first thing I just want to say to his family that um, we're here uh, for you, um, how difficult this must be, um, especially when you're there, he's 24 years old and um, you're there enjoying yourself at the game. You know, you got nachos going and the family's there and, and then the unthinkable happens. You know, it was... 20 milliseconds. That's what it took to be hit in the chest in just the right place for your heart to go into arrhythmia. Um, surprises hasn't happened before, though. As hard as these hits are in the NFL, um, as violent as the game is, as big as the players are now. Surprise! This has we haven't had a similar event before, so I'm going to give kudos to the training that these players have been getting, um, the equipment that they've been wearing, because this equipment had to be designed uh, for the bigger, heavier, faster player that when football first got played. Um, these guys, this equipment wasn't designed for this type of speed and these type of impacts. We know every mile per hour on the impact makes a big difference. But the thing that is amazing about this is that this wasn't a hard hit. It was just a weird place that he got hit. I remember when they ran it back in slow motion the first time, how he took the hit on in his chest area was not a common way that a football player takes on a uh, that makes a tackle, but when you're in football, you do whatever you have to do. But his body was just not in the right position. Had he been an inch higher, inch lower, been in a little better position, uh, we we probably talking about how great a football game this is. Now, here is the truth about football. Here's the truth about business. Here's the truth about NFL fans. This will pass as time goes by, and uh, we know the young man is in the hospital right now. Um, his uncle came out and was talking about it, that they actually have him on his stomach now so that um, they can get the blood out of his lungs and hope, helping the ventilator to help him breathe. So they have a long way to go uh, to get him back out and ready to go. He's still sedated. But the issue is, as time goes by, memory, memories become dull. Back here, I want to say in the 
early 60s or the late 70s, Dick Buckets hit a player from the uh, Detroit Lions. Um, and they say that he passed away on the field uh, or sometime thereafter. Um, there have been a number of hits. He had um, one of the stalwarts of Monday Night Football, Frank Gifford, got hit. And they had to put a metal plate in his head. So these things happen in the NFL. Um, but they're few and far between now, especially with the different types of padding that they have. But it's just one of these fluke things that happen. I mean, they're going to try to recreate this, maybe put some extra padding in that chest area. They're going to do something to uh, try to mitigate this situation. But these are one of the things that just happened. And the other side about this, too, is that um, many times uh, throughout the year, especially in youth sports, you have 30 or 40 of these type of players, uh, kids who get hit by baseballs or in soccer. So we have the same type of thing happen on the field. Um, kids who have went and um, had uh, heartbeats that were irregular because they got hit by a baseball or they got hit by a soccer ball or whatever the situation is. So it's very um, uh, surreal to see what happened to the young man. I hope he has a full recovery. Um, but this is going to, but the NFL is going to go on just like life's going to go on. They're going to play these games this Sunday and somehow or another, they're going to make up these game, this game for the bills uh, somewhere down the road, somewhere um, either that slot. If they, if they get that number one slot, they're still going to have to play this game. Um, they know they're going to get that, that 70, 17 game schedule in. They won't let them go through and have a suspended game and not let them play through if they can have an opportunity to play it. So, um, I mean, you just hate to say it, but I know for a fact in a week's time or two weeks' time, we're going to be talking about the playoffs. And these things uh, filter away into the ether after a while. Our memories become dull. So, uh, you know, but it, 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 was, it was a tremendous shock about what happened. It really was a tremendous shock. And uh, I've never seen a game suspended like that before. We've seen, you know, games get rained out. Uh, I think I saw one in the 70s or 80s where there's just a torrential downpour and, and they just couldn't get the field. The field was just too sloppy to play on. Um, but for the most part, come rain, sleet, snow, whatever, they're going to play. So uh, I was surprised. To tell you the truth, I thought they were going to come back out on the field. I really did. But you didn't really know the magnitude of what had actually had happened. And then once you know that they literally had, uh, they brought him back to life on the field, I think the emotional side for the Bills would have been just too much to bear. Um, now the question is, they got to come back and play this week. So how are they going to mentally be able and be prepared to do that? that that's going to be pretty interesting to see how that's going to work out. Um, but this is the NFL. I mean, I know I, I've said that a couple of times, and this is football. I mean, um, you know, people play at their peril. Uh, but they never think that it's going to happen to them. It's just like I remember back in the day, nobody wore seatbelts before they had the seatbelt law. And this is back in the 70s and the early 80s. Nobody wore seatbelts. But you heard about the horrific crashes and people being tossed out of the cars. And they talked, uh, I remember the one time uh, when we were in high school, they had the uh, uh, video about the girl who got thrown out and literally, you know, I hate to be graphic, but was like, you know, cut in half and, she was still able to talk you know, and all she was doing was calling for her mom. And just had she wore her seatbelt, she would have been 
um, still inside the car, baby, still alive, because they said her purse had got caught by the seatbelt itself and that the seat, the, the purse was still in the car. So um, it takes these graphic things like to bring attention to the things that we should be doing. But I don't know if the NFL could do any more than what it did. I mean, we've seen them go up with the CTE situation where they've, um, you know, really legislated out the heavy hits from the 70s and the 80s back when I was playing football. Um, you know, older guys like me now, I'll be 60 this coming birthday here next month. You know, we talk about how the game has really um, been softened by the way that they can't hit the quarterback anymore, that they have to leave with their shoulders all the time, um, that they're doing this rugby-style tackle now. That's why you're seeing guys get their ankles twisted up all the time now because they are doing these rugby-style tackles. But the issue is is that I don't know how much more um, they can do in a violent game. People are going to get injured playing football. That's what happens. Just, just what happens. And the mere fact that we haven't seen this injury before um, in the NFL, I'm just telling you the truth. I'm surprised by it. When you had a lot of people say, hey, no, we've never seen this before. But I know in, in some high school situations, people have been taken off the field. There have been a couple of situations in high school. I think there was one in college. But NFL-wise, we really haven't seen it. And then kudos to that, that that medical staff of going out there and getting it done. Uh, they went out there and did Yoma's workout on the 50-yard line and brought him back. And that is kudos to the NFL for having high-quality personnel, doctors right there. They were ready to jump in at a moment's notice. Not even a notice, hey, we need you. They had to go from probably sitting there you know, having a hot dog or whatever they were doing for three hours, thinking they're never going to get called out there. And all of a sudden uh, it's on and cracking and they had to go out there and literally cut off his jersey, cut the, cut his uh, his straps off and then get to his chest area and start those compressions right down the field. Because what I understand, uh, G, from what I understand, he was there on the field eight or nine minutes, you know. So it was uh, uh, an amazing thing, amazing thing that we saw. Hopefully we never see that again. Uh, definitely. Uh, even my mom was like, she was watching the game. She goes, oh, you know, I, I've never seen anything like that before. My mom's an avid football watcher. So, um, yeah, just hope we never see anything like that again. Well, it's one of the things we look at when you talk about faster, stronger, bigger, better. One of the questions that I had from someone today was, you know, could the NFL greats, could those players from yesteryear, would they still be as effective in the league right now? We think some of them could be. We think that, you know, your Jim Browns would be effective. You think Walter Payton. But then you think about some of the slower guys. You think about, and you just mentioned Buckets. If in this style of play, with these type of players, with the size of linemen as they are in this era, would these guys have had the same impact? And if you didn't see it then, I mean, how does that now you got guys who are in sports science who are playing football 12 months out of the year? Well, it's something yeah. football related. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we got, we got, we got to compare apples to apples on this, right? So, if you're going to bring Buckets and all those guys up from that era, you also got to bring them up in this era where they would have been working out like just like these guys would have been working out. 
they would have been getting the same nutrition, the same weightlifting, the same coaching. They would have been playing football 24 out, you know, 12 months out of the year, getting ready. And be, most of these guys, I mean, you had guys in the 60s and the 70s that were smoking cigarettes in the locker room in between the halftime. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it was just a different era of football. These guys, you know, they didn't start getting in shape until they came to camp. That's what camp was for, to come get in shape to play football. Right. So it was a different game. But now um, the violence of the game back in those days, because you just didn't have these physical specimens. But as people got bigger, faster, and stronger, you start seeing more legislation come into the game. Now, that's just going, that's just trying to say, well, if we take um, LeBron James, and we put him back in the 60s, he wouldn't have been LeBron James. He would have been a power forward. You know, who would have never developed those skills because he would have never been able to handle the basketball. So we would have never seen LeBron James back then. You know what I'm saying? We would have never seen um, uh, some of these guys that that would have, these guys wouldn't have been developed the same way. You know, would, would these guys, some of these guys would have been fast, but would they be running four twos and four threes consistently? No. They've been trained to run four threes and four fours. Now four five isn't even fast anymore. No, not for a receiver, not for a lineman. But I'm thinking about players like Patrick Willis. I'm thinking about guys, a a lot of these linebackers now with unquestionable speed. And we just saw this actually the week before. We saw a hit in a game. That seemed like a routine hit. If you, you've been around the game, it was a routine hit. It was nothing egregious. Um, but you saw the defender look like he took the worst of the hit. I mean, you had the receiver who was young man. I didn't know who he was, but I knew who the defender was. Yeah. And it was a proper, it was a technique hit for a different time. But I don't know about now, but that hit was a solid hit. But that hit, even if he weren't put out the game, that defender was concussed. Anytime you see a player get up and fall back to the ground, there's an issue there that's going on. Well, and maybe this is the bigger issue we're talking about because if not, if it hadn't happened in the game when we were watching with DeMar Hamlin, we definitely have some clue that something's wrong when you watch the Miami Dolphin game. Well, you got some guys out here playing who are just concussion. Um, they get concussed. Yeah, I mean, you 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 get some They're guys more susceptible to concussions. Yeah, you just you just got guys who are like that, and you got. Um, I mean, it's just like we all know know a guy. If he goes out to have two drinks, he's a roaring drunk, mm-hmm. right? You can't even control him. Like you got to carry him outside. He's ready to tear the club up, and he had two beers. Some people. Uh, Body chemistry is just made up where they can't drink. His the way his head and brain are designed for whatever reasons they can't take these. And he and he's had the the mis the, the most unfortunate thing happened to him because he's been getting slammed straight back on his head, bouncing his head off the turf. Mm-hmm. You know, now is that a product of him waiting too long, being too proud? He's, he's a Samoan, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So is, is is he just too uh tough for his own good that he's just standing in the pocket, standing in the pocket, hold the ball that little half a beat longer to let his wide receiver, let Tyreek Hill get another half a step on the guy before he releases the ball? You know, is he is he is he can he get the ball off a little earlier and not take these big hits? 
We've talked about this before. One thing about we find out with these quarterbacks, though, you cannot be playing hero quarterback now. Cannot be playing hero quarterback. Even though they've legislated a lot of these hits out the game, these guys are still coming. So you have to get rid of the football. You have to start Tom Brady and you have to start Aaron Rodgers and the ball around the field. And you got to go West Coast offense and get the ball out your hands. This sitting in there and do these air raid type of offenses going back, you know, I, I'm thinking of uh, back when Brett Favre was at Atlanta. You know, you had Glanville down there and they were sitting, it was just, it was just what was that, called the red gun or whatever it was, if mm-hmm. I remember that correct. And guys, they, they were throwing the ball long because they didn't want to throw the ball short. They wanted they wanted strike. Well, guys had to sit in the pocket mm-hmm. and throw the ball. Well, now you have these defenses down, these hybrid um, defenses down there that can, get a rush with four down linemen and still cover. And they're making quarterbacks hold the ball longer. Right. Um, you did have to run longer routes. It used to be a time you didn't have to, you, you know, DB didn't have to, um, two and a half seconds is about all the time you, you needed as a DB to keep control of somebody because the quarterback wasn't going to have longer than two and a half seconds. Now. now you see the clock just running back there, especially right. when they move the pocket and all these type of stuff now and, the guys are extending plays, and these quarterbacks have better legs than we've ever seen before. And um, so it's just a different brand of football. And this holding on to the football longer, trying to get wide receivers open, is causing quarterbacks to take um, bigger hits. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though these guys are not trying to land on them, but you get a lot of whip flash and stuff that's happening. You get a lot of guys getting their legs rolled up, all right. types of stuff like that right now. So it's the more you try to legislate the hits out of the game, something is going to suffer on the other side. And, um, you know, two is just that guy that, that he and a concussion had become two, two friends. And then once you get concussed once or twice, you're susceptible to it again. Mm-hmm. So the question is now who's going to save him from himself. You know? <laughs> is it going to be the NFL? Is it going to be no, his not, coach? Who's going to save to him? It's not going to be the NFL. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Because if he's cleared to play the game, because the NFL is a business. Mm-hmm. So, and, and by right, they can't deny him work if he's able to make a team. If the, if the, if the, um, if the doctors um, come out and say, hey, he's okay and he can play, then they have to let him play. Mm-hmm. So the question is at some point in time, does, you know, to his dad come in there and take his helmet from him? Mm. You know, and say, hey, that's enough for you. I mean, you're not going back out there. But then he has, you know, he's taking care of his family. Right. You know, so how much of this signing bonus does he have to give back? No, has he spent it already? You know, has he has he donated some money to a school and maybe that's going to get pulled back if he doesn't if he doesn't play? You know, especially these guys have big ties back um back home. I mean, you saw um Hamlin, his situation. I think his his GoFundMe page, you probably talked about it earlier. Um, went from you know tw- less than twenty five hundred to um, over five billion dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, for his so when you look at the guys who are taking care of their home and mom and dad and and the neighbors and everybody else and you know auntie and the uh, math teacher who got him through geometry, these guys almost have a um. They have to take care of these people, and so you know how are you going to turn down another eighteen twenty million a year? You know, I, I feel okay. I'm going back out there. They don't, you know, when you're 20, you don't think about 45. 
Right. You know, you know who, who thought, I never thought about it. I never, never thought about that. And when I was 20, I didn't think I was going to make it to 30. I just thought 30 was old as ever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I mean, I think with, I think with the situation, just, just one of these freak things that happen. I don't, I don't think we're going to see this again. I mean, not, not anytime soon. There's just one of these freak things that happen. I mean, you know, you're surprised with all these neck injuries and stuff like that. We haven't seen a Daryl Stingley type situation in a long time, but they're trying to legislate the head out the game. So, you know, it, it, it's one of these freak accidents. I mean, it, it, it just happened. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. Jay, let's talk about the bowl games because we don't talk enough about college football. I don't think we've ever talked as much about college football as probably we need to. I think we need to talk a lot of college football right now because (laughs) we've got to get ourselves College football ready. That's what we got to do. We got to get college football ready. So we've got to talk about what's going on in in the CFB because some stuff happened. And I mean, it was big things that happened over the weekend. It was some things that nobody thought was going to happen. And one of those things, one of the teams, I, I don't know. It caught me off guard, but then I wasn't paying attention. So Purdue got molly and i don't mean it in um <laughs> why did you think that was going to be any different why why did you think i didn't think but i didn't think it was going to be this i've oh, watched purdue yeah. all season purdue wasn't was ready. that a purdue game where i thought okay they're gonna lose all right you're talking about lsu 10 and 4 lsu and then you're you're talking about eight and six purdue but i thought it was going to be more of a competition but not realizing half of their squad was sitting down i mean they just you had a coach who's on the way out. You had a team without your starting quarterback. So, uh, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. And it ended up 63-7. I don't even know if there should be a mercy rule, in, at least in college football, where well, after the 55 mark, it's the game's call. That's it. Well, Even I if mean, it's a ball, it's called. You can't have a quarterback that comes in there and throws for 74 yards. That's true. You know what I'm saying? I need. I don't think they. Oh, you have your lead rusher and you had didn't break the 50 yard mark. Mm-hmm. You just can't have it. You know, if you're going to be one of these programs that people were talking, hey, program. You know, Purdue is going to be a program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's your recruiting mm-hmm. with your second and third level football player that makes the biggest difference. It's right. depth. Alabama is great. Not only because they get some of the top tier kids, but their second and third string kids could probably start all around in Division One football. That's the reason why they're great. Um, the reason why the Georgians are great um, is because they have their second team and their third team could come out and play. They have freshmen in their red shirt that should be starting. Mm-hmm. Purdue, and when you have guys sitting out. You know, who, and I don't, I don't blame anybody for sitting out, especially if you get an opportunity to get to the league. Right. I, I have no issues, situations about that whatsoever. Because guess what? Uh, that whatever uh, nil money you were gonna get that from a uh, <laughs> from from Joe Snack Shop in Purdue <laughs> is gonna match up to that uh, check that you're gonna get. You know, so I mean that that's the biggest thing about that. It's just. Um, 
one of those situations where, and this is this is the reason why I think the bowl games have lost their entire luster. Okay. I could care less about the bowl games. Care less about them. Mm-hmm. The only bowl games that matter to me are the bowl games that lead to the championship. Okay, that's why I think they need to. I think they're going to expand it to twelve, but I think they need to expand it to sixteen. So the bowl games matter. All right. So that teams are playing for something. Did you see some of these bowls? You go out there and there's nobody there. Nobody's there. I mean, a quarter of the stadium has people in it. There's nobody there. Mm. How are you making money? The only way they're making money off that is the television rights. Yeah. Advertising television rights. And so you thought it was bad, TCU, Michigan. You thought Harbaugh was going to do his thing, and then he got Harbaugh, which is I mean, yeah. it's just it's just how it's what happens with Harbaugh. It just you think he's going to win, and then he doesn't, and then he says, "Screw this, I'm going to the NFL." Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. I know if it was so much screw this, I'm going to the NFL. I just think um, he sees the writing on the wall, mm. right? He sees the writing on the wall that um, it's going to be an issue right. with recruiting. If you can't recruit, you can't win. And now you have this nil money coming in, and how is he going to compete? Right. Right. What's the facilities? How is he going to compete? You know, you are a Michigan. You are a big blue, but we we're the people in the Midwest are the ones who really, really care about big blue. I mean, I yeah. love Michigan growing up, but that kid down in Nebraska could care less. You or know? the kid out on the West Coast could care Any less. Any of those kids in East, anywhere, they could really care less. Yeah, uh, they, they can care less. And so now you have situations where, you know, the Alabamas are just going to be great because they're Alabama. You know, they're the Crimson Tide. I mean, you know, you're going to have Ohio State's going to be there. But as for, um, these uh some of these other schools are gonna be really tough sledding with the nil money, especially if you don't have a strong, strong uh boosters, which I'm sure Michigan does, but I mean boosters who are ready to throw this money out. Right. Cause this who who's gonna pay for who? This is gonna be the wild, wild west for about five years until they put a clamp on this thing. Because but, it's gonna, you know, yeah. You know what's funny? You mentioned that now Tulsa. USC, good game. Tulsa comes out 46-45 over USC. Yeah. Um, Illinois, Mississippi State. Surprise. Surprise game. Surprise game. Surprise season for Illinois. Fighting Illini. The Fighting Illini making incremental strides much better this year than they were at any point under the Lovey Smith regime. But one of the best games – was Penn State, Utah. And not because it's Utah, and maybe not because it's Penn State, but maybe because it is Penn State. Maybe because you saw an old-school Penn State game. You saw a lot of running. You saw some tight ends. You saw some hard-nosed, old-school football in Penn State, Utah. And so maybe if that's what you're headed to and you're making all these bowls and everybody's going to, I guess, the the – the playoff play-in playoff system. Maybe that's what you're looking for. Maybe you're just looking for some hard-nosed good football. And if you're talking about Penn State, maybe you're talking about Big Ten football. No. What 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 is the greatest greatest sporting event in 
your sports year? Greatest sporting event. It's always the Super Bowl for me. What a Super Bowl, yeah. But NC the tournament. The tournament, right? yeah. The tournament, mm-hmm. right? Watch a Hatchie State against Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You know what? You're going to tune it in. Mm-hmm. Especially if somehow Watch a Hatchie State is up by two, some kind of way, right? Because those games matter. It's one and done. Right, you always see you now. You start to see a 16 get beat a one. Mm-hmm. You start to see these 15 against these twos now. Mm-hmm. You know, uh these these 13 seeds ain't safe. No, you know, we'll they, take for example just what happened the other day at Rutgers and Purdue. Yeah, for two years in a row, Rutgers has gone in and beat Purdue. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about the number one ranked team. Yeah, and Rutgers gave them all they were worth. And in fact, I was watching the game earlier, it was um Kansas. Uh-huh. Kansas almost got one. They almost took an L. Yeah. None of these schools are safe because you've got players all over the country now. Well, because and you've got mid, you've got mid-level schools getting top talent because guys want to come out and play. Right. So now now it's not now and, and plus with the with the TV rights and everything else like that, guys are going to be seen at these smaller schools now. You don't have to go to Kentucky. You don't have to go to Duke. You don't have to, even though most of these guys weren't going to make that anyway. But, but if you get what I'm saying, you don't have to go to these top schools and sit for a couple of years waiting your turn to play as a fifth-year senior. Right. You know, you don't have to do that now. Now you could go and play at a small – you can go and play at Missouri. You know, you can go and play at, at these different schools and have an opportunity to play. You can go uh, – you can go to, to Valpo. You can go to Loyola. Mm-hmm. You know, and have an opportunity to play at and play a high level uh, brand of basketball. So the tournament is so great because every every game in the tournament matters. Even the even the play in game matters. I mean, the play in game gets gets love. Mm-hmm. You know that uh, that sixty was a sixty what sixty five against sixty six or whatever that is. Yeah, sixty. Yeah. You're talking about yeah. 60, yeah. 65 versus 64? 60, 66 versus 65? 60, 65 versus 64. Okay. So, um, and so you got the play-in game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that is huge. So, um, the NCAA football has seen this right now because the bowls are trash. Mm-hmm. Now, you get some good games. I mean, you get the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, the, you know, and, the, and but, I mean, the Fiesta was great because CCU was great. Okay. You know, TCU, TCU, that kid, the quarterback of TCU can spin it. He I can. Told, yeah, I told people before that kid can throw. We were just having that discussion there at the barbershop. But yeah, I go to the barbershop. Don't tell me, he ain't got no hair. I got to keep it pretty, y'all. You know. But uh, <laughs> Yes, back to TCU. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, you're looking at TCU, who that quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, uh, didn't look as good as Mac Duggan. Mm-hmm. You know, and Duggan was was chucking it around the yard, even though J.J. McCarthy threw for more yards than he did. But he just didn't look like the better quarterback. Right. You know, um, he, he just didn't have it when he needed to have it. So, um, you know, so I, I think with, with, with the, the, the great thing about NCAA football is that it is important all the way through the whole season until you get to these ball games. And in these ball games, nobody cares. You know, I mean, really, I mean, who who was unless you're from the school or you have to talk about these games for the most part, you're not watching too much of it. 
you know, now you watch, you know, NBA basketball starting, you know, that the December, January-ish, it's starting to get going in, in, in early, you know, mid to late December, it's starting to get going now. Teams, act, games actually make a difference. And so, um, you know, you're tuning that stuff in, you know, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. But uh, like I said, I, I don't think the, the bowl games mean very much anymore. Uh, but, you know, they tune them in, they get good TV rights. Nothing else left on TV. I don't want to see the cornhole tournaments anymore. Why do they have that nonsense on? Cornhole. No one's know. worried about that. That no, what yeah. we are worried about is the championship game, which yeah, when you talk about for all the marbles, you're talking about January 9th championship game, TCU versus University of Georgia. You got top end players at Georgia. You got a top end receiver at TCU. So, Jay, if I'm looking at number one versus number three, if you just have to pick off the top of your head right now, which way is your heart swaying you when it comes to TCU versus Georgia? My heart said TCU, but I know Georgia's going to come in here thumping. Only thing, only reason why I'm saying that is that I think TCU is better than what we thought they were. Now, that defense is no joke for TCU. That that is that 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 is a running gun and group of guys right there, and that front three four that they have those down linemen, they're coming after you up front. And I think uh, because they were that three, they played that three five. I think it's a three five four or something like they play. Mm-hmm. If I count that up, three five. That's eight three five three. Three that five they're, three. Yeah, they're they're playing. I think it had Michigan a little shook. They they didn't know where the heat was coming from. Okay. I think it I think it almost looked like, you know, that that Bears 4-6, where people didn't know where that, that guy was coming all the time. And so people hadn't seen it, they don't know how to block it. You know, if you if you see it enough now, here's the question. Can uh Georgia, can Kirby Smart get it figured out um in a week's time? Right. Can can they find a loophole in there and can and do they have enough? Now, I will say, uh, I do believe TCU has a better quarterback. Um, um, I do believe that. I do believe they have the better secondary. So, um, I, I look. I'm hoping it's going to be a good game. But part of me just thinks Georgia's going to be too big, too fast, and um, and, and you're just going to see a Georgia who just puts uh, uh overwhelms teams like Alabama used to. You know, and you are talking about these other defending champs, so. Well, let's go. Let's get some numbers. Let's look at some of the odds as we go into it. You've got TCU, right? So let's just look at what they're hitting right now on the line. They're a plus 12.5, right? The total on the over under is 62.5 and you and Georgia's coming in at a negative 12.5. Yeah, don't So that's where our this. numbers is, or that's where no. they stand right now. Don't trust the line. Look, they're laying. They're they're giving. They're get. They're plus twelve it over there because they try to get this money to move off of Georgia, mm-hmm. right? They're trying to get these books balanced up because they're going to make their money on the big. They're going to make their money on the middle. That's where they make their money at. So they right. got to get this. They got to get this money moved on the other side. They don't care who wins the game. We just can't be lopsided on the betting side of it. Right. So you might you might even see this number get moved up to fourteen. You know they might spot them two full touchdowns and after point then everybody and their father's going to be jumping on TCU. You know, because that's a lot to give up, um, two, two full touchdowns. And I don't think TCU is going to get run over like that. I mean, I, but who, who, who knew? I, I had Michigan beating them. 
And I was, you know, pleasantly surprised that um, um, they played as well. I thought these were two of the best ball games that have ever been played. You know, back and forth, back and forth like it was. It was amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, it is one of those games where when you look at it, you start to say to yourself, this could be an interesting matchup. And it it could be. And I'm not saying it is because we know powerhouses are going to stay powerhouses. But this could be one of those turning points where we see another team, let's say like um, Colorado, maybe Ooh. they start to inch up and jump up into that top 10. Yeah. Now that you're looking at what can happen when you have talent, right? Because let's just look at the rankings. Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, Ohio State is 4, and Alabama's 5. Right. Well, yeah, tra- transfer portal. I mean, look, look. You have you have the 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 uh what was that what was that movie where the guys were out there in the boat and and and, and they were in the storm and, and the perfect storm. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like the story of Moses. He was in a boat. It was a storm. Okay, Can, excuse me. Uh, I don't yes. know what part of the Bible you've been reading. But well, he was in a boat. It was an ark. What, I mean, it's, what, technically, okay. it's a boat. Technically speaking, Moses was not on the ark. Moses wasn't on the ark? Who was on no, the ark? Mo- Moses, his name was Noah. Noah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like Joe Kim. Oh, yeah, that's right. He was on Fa- Father, forgive him because he has <laughs> blasphemed the Holy Bible. <laughs> I mean, we, we know it was one of them. It was, you know, uh, Joshua. <laughs> Was Joshua. out in the, in the in the streets doing the things, wow. and then you had wow. uh, John Ezekiel. the Baptist. Ezekiel was holding it down at the crib. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it was one of them. So we put them all together, man, and it was a holy calamity. So okay, and, and, we, get Moses, and we get Moses on the boat, but he was he was by the Red Sea. So ah, ah so Moses was near the water, even yeah, when walked, it got deep. But he walked across in dry land, though. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I digress. But what were we talking about? I don't know. You said somebody on the boat, and it was like a movie on the boat, and then I thought they were all going yeah, down. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's the perfect storm. So you have the perfect storm coming in together in this recording. You've got the transfer portal and NIL money. <laughs> this couldn't be – this couldn't be – you might as well have put mm-hmm. the strip club right next to <laughs> the pay window at the <laughs> at the casino – after oh you goodness. after you hit after you hit one of those big jackpots, everybody yeah. that's hit the jackpot has to walk through the strip club. After you hit the jackpot, all the all, you have to stop in there and and, and you have to yeah. have a minimum of two yeah. drinks. Yeah, yeah where, where 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 how far do you think that five thousand dollars? How much of that five thousand dollars are you going to get get out of there with? Well, you know, it's going to be like when we talk about fantasy football. It's a it's going to be a lot of gambling going on here. But when you're talking about the strip club, man, let me tell you something. I think college football is is got to be like the strip club now. Now that you oh. said it, I think when you talk about the strip club, you got to figure out which team can get to the top of the pole, come back down, and then go back up to the top of the pole is, and be is, the best. Is that is that your rating at the strip club? You have like the the chart going up there. And, sure, like no, there's I, a there's a chart. Like if you get so far up the pole. That means you're an amazing performer. So this 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 is the strip Olympics for you. This is uh, like like pole vaulting. 
Right, but you just don't vault. You just stay on the pole and come straight down. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I thought that's... Okay, so fine. Yeah. All right, fine. I'll tell you what is going to come straight down and what what's, what's going to be really bad what's is what's going on with fantasy football because we got to talk about it because we were in fantasy football and I was whipping some people. And now what happens when you were whipping somebody and um everything kind of goes left and you know i don't prob- mean left in a good way either you know what the problem with fantasy football is to tell you the truth is that if you don't have enough time to really stay on top of it and you just let the automatic that's the reason why that's the reason why now they have it so you can just set up your team and then your uh yahoo fantasy will just put the, your starting player in Right. Because because you really only have the top five or six people in the fantasy your fantasy football league are the only ones who really care. Everybody else is just in the league and they just threw their twenty bucks in. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I forgot. We're I gonna I, talk about it. We're gonna yeah. talk about it. I tell you what, let's stop yeah. for a second, talk about it. When we come back on the other side, let's talk about fantasy football, where it stands and where everything's going as far as fantasy football. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. So we were talking about fantasy football, Jay. Yeah. And the impact. Now, the greatest impact really hasn't been, we, and we tease about, you know, if you are in a league, if you're in a 12-team league, God forbid you're in a 14, because if you're in a 14, your team is trash. You were looking for guys, you were looking for guys like Khalil Herbert. And then they get hurt, and then you cry, because your team sucks. I mean, you have no hope. But if you're in a, what, six to maybe, you could go as low as four. But if you're in like that six to ten realm, your team, by your quarterback, your running back, and whatever tight end, receiver, however that goes, and let me say this, I am a full advocate now of kickers being removed from fantasy football. Uh-huh, that's what you get for picking um. No, I had pretty much a good I had a good kicker. I always have Justin Tucker. Yeah. So the problem, I was cool the, with Justin the, Tucker. The problem with all these leagues now is that, you know, going into week 17 and 18 now, most of these leagues are getting ready to shut it down. Well, all of them are ready to shut it down. Um, you have so many injuries going on. You have so many teams that are at the upper levels. If they won the division, why are they playing their top players? Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you're if you're stuck with one of these teams, all of a sudden there's nobody for you to pull from the waiver wire. You know, right. and, and so that's where the homework side of this really comes into play um with fantasy. And that's the reason why I say the top your top four or five guys in fantasy, the ones who are really staying on top of it. They have the big advantage. Um, us us guys down there that even though I did do pretty well in a couple of leagues, but uh if you just don't have the mental time, well, I, I'll take that back. Don't have the most don't want to put in the middle time right. to put it to to right. set your team and do all that type of stuff. Cause a lot of guys don't a lot of guys start off in fantasy and they, you know, they're like, Oh yeah, oh yeah, I'll play. Yeah, sure. Oh, you mean they play every week? I got a who who I start, who I sit down, right. who's playing. Now I actually have to go do some research. Mm-hmm. Not gonna happen. So yeah, it, it's really strange because as we saw, the one thing that has offset, and I've never seen this before. Maybe you have seen it, Jay, but yeah. I don't think any of us have seen it. 
was fantasy football was offset and impacted by the impact of the suspension of the Bills Bengals game. Oh, absolutely. If you had that, how do you how do you reconcile that a game was taken away and it won't be played again? It won't be played this week. So question is, question is, will they play it? Question is, hmm. I mean, but you're talking about two of the more high-powered offenses in the league, right? Maybe to put them at a tie. Maybe to put it as a no contest. Maybe it is I've what it is. I thought about that. Like, okay, so what if they just they make it a tie and you put the it's, one it's, at the bottom of it? Because it's going to be unfair. And I, how many overtimes can you go in the NFL? Is it two? One. You remember it's a, if you score, if you do a seven-point, that's a, that's the end. But if both sides get to and you get a three, then it, it ends in a tie. No, but I'm just saying, how many quarters can you play? Say say nobody scores. I think at the end, if nobody scored in the end of the period, I think it goes to a tie. If I'm, yeah, something like that. I think it goes to a tie. I don't think they go to another overtime. I don't think they no, do. No, they don't go to another. It's not like college. I don't think they do. So, yeah, so teams do end up in ties in the NFL. So it's very possible because I don't see how they're going to play this game. Not with the Bill situation. I just how, how you go? How you gonna sandwich in another game, another game in two weeks? How you gonna play three games in two weeks? You're right. You can't. Now you put, yeah, because now you're putting everybody into a competitive disadvantage. You know, if I got to turn around and play a game in three, and I got to turn back around and play another game in three weeks. I mean, three right. days. Right. That's just that's not fair. I mean, it's not fair to the Bills. It's not fair to the uh, to the uh, Bengals. Yeah, it's not fair to the fantasy managers. Listen, man, if you were counting on Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, Joe Mixon, Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, um, most important game of the season. I'm telling you, three leagues I was in. Three, one, two, three. On one of my one of my squads, bruh, my starting quarterback was Josh Allen. My two receivers were Jamar Chase and Diggs. Yeah, well, here's the issue. I think they're going to call this game as it is. That's it. It's going to go down to seven and three, and that's going to be it. I don't see how, I don't see any way to do it. I think I think I think they're going to. Get, I think that's what they're going to end up doing. How are you going to play it? And now, and now your quarterback just gave you three points. Well, no, he gave you no points because fantasy doesn't record partial stats. No, they so. they they will say those stats. That's it. The game is over. That's your stats. Say say he got injured. I mean, I mean to go back to injury, but say he got injured in the first quarter, they would count his stats there, wouldn't they? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't see the difference. Well, I'm just saying, man. Okay, I don't want to split my league money, and this goes back to something you said actually, that was so meaningful, because in a minute we're all going to forget about Demar Hamlin. 
Yes, we are. And it's a sad reality, but it, it is the next man up mentality. True, it's the truth. It is what Tom Thibodeau has always said. Do your job. Make That's sure that you do your job. And now I'm looking to do my job. I don't want to split my money with somebody else because now I didn't have my quarterback in. I could have picked somebody else. I could have picked somebody no, you else. Now. It's, really. uh, here's, here's the issue. You couldn't have picked anybody else because nobody saw this coming. But it, this is, as, as, as Earth, Wind, and Fire sang many years ago, it's the way of the world, you know. I don't, I don't like this world. You, you I plant don't a, like this you plant world. a flower, and you know, do you get a pearl? I can't remember that game. I gotta play that song tonight after we get off. But uh, what I'm saying is, is that it's just just what happens. I mean, sometimes there's no explanation for anything, you know. And, and the only thing you can do now is, as, as Kenny Rogers said, you got to play. He didn't actually say this. I'm throwing this in. You got to play the hand that you dealt. You know, you got no one to hold them and no one to fold them, no one to walk away and no one to run. Not that that means anything whatsoever to what we're talking about, but I always like that. The game was right. always busy. But first of all, I'm not talking about a man on a train playing cards. I'm talking about the what fact. What a great movie. Have you seen, I'm losing one of my fantasy leagues by two points. Oh, you've lost one, your fantasy. You've I'm lost your fantasy. Point. You've lost your fantasy league by two points because I think they're going to call this game. Uh, that's it, dude. Now I'm not complaining about one of the games. I got Molly Watt. Okay, it was seventy-one to one fifty-two. All right, wow. I can live with that. Hey, I didn't realize because, as you said, work and life goes on. I didn't know yes, who in the time. hell knew that yes, the, the 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 Cowboys leading receipt the running back which I love was Tony Pollard. He's in all of my leagues, and he was out. So now I've lost points there. And then I think, who was it? Uh, Derrick Henry I had, who was out. So my starting two running backs were out. Yeah, Championship week. And if you don't know these things, I mean, you know, unless you're on it, if you don't know these things, if you're working, going from one job to the next, and one thing to the next, you're not sure if it's Tuesday or not. You're not keeping up with your fantasy. You're no. just not doing it. And you're not even keeping up with a Justin Fields. Well, okay, got, I'll, take, uh, I'll take this back. I'll take that back. What? If you are a DraftKings fantasy player, then you're keeping up. Probably. All right. Then, probably. Because, because now you're a gambler. Now you're a degenerate gambler by this point in time, probably. <laughs> because anybody out there who's putting together those 12-leg parlays, and think you have a chance. Now, I'm, I'm sure somebody can put, oh, yeah, I hit one of those before. For the most part, y'all throw y'all $10 to get uh, 5000 you know, whatever whatever those parlays. There's a reason why they let you do them, y'all. If they were losing money, they wouldn't let you do them. That, I mean, DraftKings now, they all they do is parlays. That's all right. they do. That's it. Do, do you know how hard it is to hit a trifecta? Ask anybody at a uh, horse racing venue how hard it is to hit the trifecta. Yeah, it, now, it's pretty bad. Right, and now you're going to hit, oh, they said, well, no, 12, but you're going to put a five-leg, five, uh, five uh, six-leg parlay down like you know what you're talking about? No. Out of no. here. Out you got to have one of your receivers catch 100 yards and your running back has to go over to, uh, 150, and then he has to do a reverse moonwalk into the end zone right. with a, uh, a split 
on the, and, at the end. And they know by trends, if one team is doing this, that means it's taking one team's running the ball. That means it's taking possessions away from your team. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you don't have the ball 70 times on offense, you only got it 51 times on offense. And now you're balancing it out where now you got 25 run plays to 26 pass plays. And now you've got three different backs got the ball. So if you divide three into 25, you're getting six six carries, basically. Seven carries, maybe. You know, if, if, if eight carries if it leans toward you. And you're supposed to get 80 yards on eight carries. That means you you got you got 10 yards a clip. That's what you're going to be averaging in this game. And you know mm-hmm. how hard it you know how hard it is to rush for 100 yards in the NFL. Man, bro, you know how hard it is not to get your 100 yards when you need it, and you're losing by a half. Man, I lost last week to a brother by a half point, a fifth of a point. And then he had the nerve to write me and inbox me to tell uh, me, man, it's been a great game. Man, I beat you by a fifth of a point. That's why the Mickey Ficky got mollywhopped this week. I made sure I looked at his. I was watching his. I was like, let me see what you do in the championship that's game. A, that's just hateful. Yeah, it was. It was that's really hateful. It was just like the, the Bears and uh, the um, Detroit Lions this past game, right? Mm-hmm. I did the line was 52 and a friend of mine asked, Hey, maybe should, I, should I bet the under? I was like, yeah, bet the under. They, you know, the bears obviously aren't going to do anything. And Detroit, anyway, when all of a sudden you hear Jared Goff's out there swinging the pill around and they're throwing, he's looking at me at the, at the first quarter, like, Oh, I do. I should have bet the over, over. I said, nah, the NFL knows what it's doing. when he set these points lines. Believe me, they right. know what they're doing when they set these point lines. What it would end up being 51 points. The yeah. NFL knows, you know, it, it, believe me, there's no, those guys who set these betting lines, you know, they, 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 uh, they're driving the counties, you know, they're, they're, they're living in the penthouse in, in the Vegas, you know, in the, in the sands or wherever. Is the sands still out there? Yes. I gotta, you know what? I gotta get to, um, Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas since I was 18. That's that. Okay. You said it like you just been there. If you tell me you haven't been somewhere haven't been like in a month like or a year, but if you tell me you haven't been somewhere in 50 years. 50 years? Since I was eight, well, 50 years? Hold on there, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying in 50 years, you say like I haven't been there. Yeah, I Like been I got to get back that way. I haven't been there since, I mean, I, you know, yeah. the, I've, 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 the ice age. I've been there. I've been there on YouTube and when I watch Casino. You know what I'm saying? I've been there when I watched that, but beyond that, the sand. That's why I said the sands. Like I don't think the sands is still there. It's probably on the bad part of the strip. It probably is sand by now. Wow, that's pretty good. Well played. Well played. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. So if you're listening and and really trying to figure out your fantasy, I know it, it's rough for you. Now, yeah. if you're in your dailies, DFSs. As Jay said, you're probably keeping up with those and yeah. because you're doing it game by game. You're doing it week by week. You're picking that team and putting your league together. But if you're in a keeper or a redraft, if you're in a dynasty and or most people are in a standard league, and then there's some of them who are in an auction league. Um auction leagues are really hard. I just auction leagues are aggravating. Just the draft part of the auction league to me is aggravating. Yeah, it's just it's just you know a lot of it is too much, <laughs> right? I mean, you know, it's just it's I and I think they do it that way to keep it interesting for the players. 
Okay. So that you can move around and have an interaction between you guys. You guys have bragging rights to lose by a fifth of a point mm-hmm. and all these type of things. But for your average um, NFL watcher guy who turns the games on Sundays and Monday nights and Thursday nights, a lot of times it, it's so convoluted. Right. Um, right. When you're when you're trying to, you know, you don't, you know, what type of league do you have? Do they, do they, you know, is, is it a, is it a league that really supports quarterbacks or, is it a league that really supports, um, you know, wide receivers? Or is it a league that you only can have one quarter? You got some of these leagues, you only can have one quarterback at a time or something like that, you know, whatever it is. You can put one, you know, so it's just a lot of – it's just very interesting, though. Anyway. I mean, it, it really is one of those things where when you're looking at your league and you're looking at how do – how do you even make sense of it? Here's how you make sense of it. Listen, when you put your money down, your $10, your $20, your $30, whatever you put down, that's what you got play. And if you were losing your fantasy and you were waiting on anything from that Bills game, that 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 Bills Bengals game, it's a wrap. It's over done. It's over. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's the thing about it. You know, it's just like, you know, um, can you but, even be upset though if that's how your season ended? Even if you were going to win the championship. Oh, a lot of people are going to be upset. Don't get yeah. twisted. I mean, you know, people care, but they don't. I hate to be the voice of it. I hate to be that guy. You but yeah. it's just where I am, you know. That's that's that's, <laughs> that's what my, happens when you enter into the Silver Fox Club. You know, well, I've I, I, you know, I've been this guy for a while. But you know, a pragmatist I am. Um yes, people just Unless it directly affects them, they really don't care. Right. I think I think uh, Patrice O'Neill, God rest his soul, still one of the funniest comedians ever, mm-hmm. uh, said one time, you know, um, he says he was listening on the news one time and he heard, you know, there were 30,000, you know, Chinese people, he was saying this as a joke, okay. had, got, had, had died in an in a, in a earthquake mm-hmm. or something like that. And he said to himself, he was trying to feel bad about it, but he couldn't conjure up the 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 feel bad about it but did he did he but did he heard that you know the white castle down the street caught on fire by his house and he was more concerned about the white castle <laughs> caught on fire because he couldn't where was he he's had to drive an extra five minutes to go get a grave case oh my that is you know, probably the most horrific thing i've heard <laughs> but i I'm just a, want you to know that that is horrific but uh, what i'm saying is that i'm paraphrasing on the whole thing but what I'm just saying is for the most people, they don't really care unless it happens to them. I mean, a lot of times they just don't care, mm-hmm. you know? And in this situation, um, I'm sure there was a lot of betters out here who were, who or mouth was aghast when he found out that they weren't going to play the rest of that game, you know, because they had money on that game. And now that money's in limbo right now, you know, that point spread money's in limbo right now. Because if you had the over, you're you're cooked, and so do the better. So if they if they call this game, do they have to play? Do they have to pay the under? Mm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And now now the game had already started, so people can't go back right. and rebet that. But do you have DraftKings and people like that who bet stuff? Um, as the or game you can change your parlay mid game, right? So, MGM, uh, yeah, you can so do how, that. how do they rework that on DraftKings? What do they do with that? 
Absolutely. If you had your parlays and all this stuff, how do they do? They Mm -hmm. just zero. Do they just zero you back out like that game never happened? No, you can't zero it out because it happened. It actually happened. They were on the field. It's like going and getting a concert ticket. Like if you went to go see Prince in concert, right? Uh, if If you went to go see Prince in concert right now, you're doing something. That's what I'm saying to you. If you go right now and buy a Prince ticket and you want to see him That's in concert, and you say, hey, man, Prince wasn't on stage. And somebody says, well, you came and you paid for the ticket. I think, my friend, that's on you. I think that's how that ends. I, yeah. I'm almost sure that's how that ends. But you know what? I bet you I bet you get some people who would, if they if they had recorded the Purple Rain concert, people would go and go watch it. Um, sure. And go, and go out and watch it. I think I probably would. I go watch it too because it's historic and it's, I, it's about to be something that's historical. And the more we talk about it, we got to talk about something historical before we get ready to get out of here. Okay. Now we've got a little time, but there is something that's historical that we got to talk about. Okay. So I think we need to really dive into it and investigate and maybe test to see what actually happened. We'll talk about it shortly. You're listening to The Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. All right, Jay. So here's the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know we normally talk about the Bulls, the Bears, the White Sox, the Cubs. Let's do a quick rundown. The Cubs are getting a new first baseman. They've signed a plethora of players. Nobody really cares about the White Sox are trying to figure out if this is going to be the end. The Blackhawks are horrific. And as you saw, the Bears get mollywhopped by the Lions, which you thought it was bad, but you didn't realize, as I said in the group chat, I think that game against the Lions, that was the worst Bears game I've seen. We're we're now the after LeBron Cleveland fans. Yes. After LeBron was gone for two years, we're, we're we're, we're that group now. But even worse. Yeah. Then all of those games, all of that put together is the not madhouse or maybe it is mad maybe it is the true madhouse on madison um i don't know how to to say it in a in a nice way so i'll say it this way the bulls uh-huh. suck i mean there there is no other way that you can and no matter what you try and say lonzo ball there lonzo ball not there uh max player zach it doesn't matter Told the you. bulls are horrific but one thing that was so horrific that Donovan Mitchell of the Cleveland Cavaliers put up a franchise high 71 points against the Chicago Bulls. Put an asterisk next to it. Now, here's the thing. Glad you just mentioned that. Because Leak said 71 point performance should not have happened. No. There was a hit of a drug test and possibility of suspension of referees that ref the game. So, Jay, is Donovan Mitchell the greatest new Cleveland player of our lifetime, or was this just a Travis Shamrock? All right, so if he scored 71 in an All-Star game, was he an All-Star? He's been an All-Star. Yeah. So if he scores 71 in an all-star game, will we will we go, yay? Would that, you know, 
Look, this 145, 135, or whatever this was, no defense playing NBA, none of these records should count. This is the PED without the PED. This is Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire right now. This is because they have taken the defense out of the game. They've taken the defense out of the game. You can't touch nobody. Can't run them across the lane. You can't do you can't do anything. And now, here's the thing about it. Guess what you didn't lead with? That they won by scoring 145 points. Right. You didn't lead with that. No, that wasn't the important part. 145 points. What manner of rec league basketball is the NBA playing? Well, I'll put it to you this way. The 71 points that were scored. Um, only in this era, and we're not talking about Will Chamberlain, but LeBron, I'm LeBron James. LeBron. Kobe Bryant's 81 points against the Raptors in 06 was the only score that's been more. And this is the eighth highest scoring game league history and the most scored by any single player this season. Yeah, but who cares? I mean, who cares? So I mean, you got your 71. I mean, fantastic. But did you get did you get 71 and the game was 104 to 108? Now you did something. Now you did something, right? Now you did something. Now he did have, I think, 11 to 12 assists, something yeah. like that. So I yeah, think he helped score. Assists. I think he helped score nearly on a hundred points. Now, don't get me wrong. Scoring 71 points in a Nerf basketball game in your bedroom takes some work. Don't get it twisted. Now it, it was it was an amazing <laughs> oh <laughs> you're like man. Woo! I'm gonna give it to this rim. Hey, that, that was so. Hey, that's a work to score 71 in your bedroom. That's a work, bro. I mean, you're hitting fadeaways while falling on the bed, all that type of stuff. You know? Did, mm. Hey, did you ever build your own hoops when you were a kid around sure. a, with, with a hanger and sure. put the string on there? I just did it. Too. Sure. But yeah, uh, you build them with a milk carton outside. Oh, no, no, I had a hoop. No, see, I see, I built a hoop. Mm. I used I used a uh, yeah, a, a wire hanger. Okay, and then, and then I put the string on there and I taped the thing so that it looked just like the net. Okay. And then that made me a ball. I mean, a ball out of paper with some tape around it, with the with the uh, with the duct tape on it, so it wouldn't be too hard. Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, I had oh, dude, I was I was I was I was hooping in my bedroom. But again, you'd be wore out if you tried to score seventy one points. The issue is right now that this league is has went too far. <laughs> Okay. This, this is Fonzie jumping over the shark. I don't know if you're old enough to remember Happy Days. Yes, and who okay. doesn't remember Fozzie doing the jump? When he jumped over the shark, this one, that's when Happy Days sucked after that point. Now it was Joni Loves Chachi, and then it just went, yeah. you know. But wait a minute. Yeah. Who didn't love Joni? You know what? I like I like younger Joni. As Joni got older, Joni, well, Joni was, you know, but Joni. Are you Joni a, you're sounding like an ageist, my friend. Hey, I am what I am. You know what I'm saying? 
You sounded like someone who didn't like a older, more seasoned, no. maybe less product haired Joni. Yeah, I didn't know because it, 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 it made her. She got old fast. Oh, and, and speaking of that, my 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 first love was on TV. I had not seen her on in a long time, and that was and that was Laura Petrie on the Dick Van Dyke Show. She was on. That was my first love. I think I think I think every woman I think every woman I've compared to Laura Petrie and nobody matches up. Uh, Laura Petrie's fantastic, bro. Fantastic. She had she had the little flip hairdo and she always had and she always had the fly clothes on. The little pedal pushers and stuff like that, the little cute little sweaters. Oh, Laura Petrie had it going on. And she had the little she had the little thicker lips and she had the look of a little bit of a light skinned sister. Yeah. Are you actually seeing how I'm looking at you? Actually, no. I'm looking at. I'm looking at. Uh, You're looking this, at Laura Petrie. No. Oh. And then and then she ended up being an Alki. Did you see her? <laughs> did you see her later on? Like no, after, I didn't. No, she, and you after, probably after, didn't like her either because you're ages and you didn't like old after, alcoholic women. Like, after she got sad. on, after she got the Mary Tyler Moore show. Remember that? And then yes. it was like. Mary Tyler Moore showed, and then after that, she just became a straight alcoholic, and you can see it in her face. Okay, she's out. Of Here's there. the problem. Yeah. Here's the problem. You just lost half our demographic because most of these people weren't even born. Okay, listening. Demographic. You're gonna have to explain some of this foolishness to now, them. Okay, demographic. You're gonna have to explain this. Let 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 me put this on your head. All right, let me okay. put this on your head. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, oh, three words, one show. I dream. Oh, four. I dream of Jeannie, okay? Um, I dream of Jeannie. That's all I want you to Google is I dream of Jeannie. And who was the actress that played that, my friend? What was her name? Cardi B. Cardi B. She's one of the top five, top five most beautiful women all time. Nope. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna let you do that. Bro. Oh, Linda Carter is one of the top five bro, all time. Bro, bro, bro. I'm not gonna let you. Barbara Eden. Barbara Eden. Not top five. Top five all time. Have you seen Barbara Eden? You're talking Have you about seen her lately. You come on, dude. She's 155 years old, dude. Did you She's see 91. her? Did you? Okay, 91. It's still getting it done. Look, if you if you saw Barbara Eden. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what to Google. I'm gonna tell you what to Google, Barbie Eden. Nobody wants to Google. Look, look at Barbie Eden when she was on the Andy Griffith show, right? Barbie Eden when she comes in and she is the uh, nail technician and she comes into Floyd's shop. When she got off that bus, that was before. That was before. Um, I dream of Jeannie. Come on now. And they, they weren't even working out in those days. So you gotta remember these these they came built like that. They weren't doing no working out, no Pilates. Like all these women today, they got they got two, you know, they all got uplifts, downlifts, suck out, suck ups, tack this, move this over here. You don't even know what's real. If they get to the hot sun, they're gonna melt down. You know, the real housewife. If, if the real housewives get anywhere near a sauna, they're all gonna melt. They're all gonna melt. You know what I'm saying? How did they not sit down and want to... Whatever happens if you sit down and you got implants and then one of the air goes out one of the implants? What happens to that? Now you just lopsided. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't have that. So for her to be in a genie outfit, running around, and there was no sagging on her, nowhere. There was, her belly was dead flat, 
and she was a and she was a medium sized. You know, she wasn't a slim. Barbie Eden, man, top five all time, dude. Okay, okay, since we're there now, give, give me your top five all time. Go ahead. Well, let's see. My top five all time included what we were talking about with basketball and how you got to I Dream a Genie when a man fraudulently just got 71 points that should not have counted. How do we get here? Because, How are we even here? Because she did like this and he scored 71 points. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Um, he's probably got he's probably got Jeannie. Let Barbara Eden go, uh, Mr. Mitchell. He probably got her in her little bottle. Well, or something like that. well, here's I here's the other thing. The Wait, here's the funny he randomly here's a, drug tested him. Here's the funny part about this, right? And then you got the Bulls mad because they think he left the land left the line too early when he, he ducked it. in there. Who cares? Well, obviously, the person that gave him the other 13 points that would have put this at least, he wouldn't have been, oh, gosh, at least he, he would only have been in the six. He would have been in he, the late 50s. He had already dropped 55 on your head. Already had dropped 55. Uh, can we talk and, about the fact that they 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 had a 21-point lead? They had a 21-point lead, and he dropped 55 on you in regulation. And you going to complain? Yes. And you're going to complain? Shut up. Yes. And, and and who was my favorite player that didn't box out? You, you know, Pat just can't get no love from you, can he? Just... Dude, okay. Four pick overall. Listen, can I say this, man? And you say that. I know everybody's going to be mad. I know Kendall Gill's going to be mad. And there are other people or listening who are going to get mad, but I'm beginning to understand why Io was picked in the second round. I'm beginning to see it. I Io. understand now. Okay, Io is not a point guard. He's no. an off guard. He's, off but guard. he's a weird mix between uh, well, I guess Io and Cody, and you put them together, he and Kobe White there, so okay, you can't have a Kobe White on the team and an Io at the same time. That's all I'm and, saying. And that's the problem. And that's the look. They both should be in the NBA. Let's, let's let's say this. All right. Okay. Both of them should be in the NBA. I think Io has played his way into the NBA, and I hope he has a long career. They both should be backups in the NBA. Number one. Number two. They both should not be on the same team. Right. <laughs> Because how are you gonna play them together? <laughs> I because, don't know. Because they play small. Yes. They don't play big. They play small. They don't. You know, have you ever noticed like Allen Iverson, those guys? Because they're all about the same height. Right. Allen Iverson, um, Curry, Io, all of these guys are all the same height. Even even Curry's little brothers, uh, Seth. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Curry is about what six two. Six two. They're all about the same height. Right, somewhere right. in there. But have you ever noticed that those guys play bigger? Sure. Seth sure. plays bigger than Io. Seth, mm -hmm. you know, and 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 those guys play bigger. These guys play small, right? Because they go away on defense. They go away on defense, and nobody goes away on defense more than Stephen Curry. But he will put his nose in there and grind at you, and you're not going to just back him down all night long. Io gets lost out there, and so does uh, White. I mean. God forbid he gets caught down on the block with a guard that's six three. It's over with. He might. He's he's doing a drop step. He's he's doing a, a Ashley Thomas drop step. Ashley Thomas is my daughter. I taught her how to do a drop step back in the day. She was crushing. Well, she was crushing the fifth grade over there. Just want to let you know. 
Well, the Griffin Panthers. Maybe that's how Io he could go and crush some fifth graders. Tell you who else got crushed. Your man Giannis put up a record-setting night. Yeah. So he got 55 career high. He was Giannis. doing the thing. And again, another example of how nobody's defending anybody right now. No, no. And that's why these points don't count. I think right now they should drug test everybody and and and, and, just, and just give give gummies out before the game. Right? And just let everybody go out there and just and just score. They should just play half court. Right, just play half court like you done, like you at Stony Island Park. Play half court, and it had a guy come out there with the Stacey Adams on. You know that guy? Remember that guy? Yeah, with the Stacey Adams in the silk shirt. Yep. Let 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 him come and run your backup point guard for you with the hat on, with the hat and the butter. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, we did come out there with his hat on, and 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 the cool. Remember the? <laughs> what was that? They, they had you had the shorts and you had the long. Remember how long them cigarettes was like this? Yeah. And he come out there the with slims, the, the camels, and the, you had the Virginia oh, slims. Oh, I had an I had a auntie smoke camels. camels. Oh, yeah. yeah. But and you the come Newports out. Were, they were normal size, I think. Well, yeah, but you, but you had the longs, though, right? Remember you had the longs? Yeah. yeah. And so you, all, you, you always had that dude. See, the cool guys smoked the shorts. Mm-hmm. But the people who were real smokers smoked the longs. And uh, he come out there with his hat still on, and he stopped the whole game because he wanted to get up some shots. Remember that? Yeah. Well, I think he he plays in the league now. I'm I'm almost sure he plays in the he, league now. He got 20 40 the other night. Right. If you're looking at the fact that Giannis has to put up 55 points to, to beat have a, the Wizards. To have a chance to win. To beat the Wizards. Let, 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 me, let me put this in perspective for you. If one of your guys on your team, your superstar, has a 30-point game, he had an off night. In this league, don't who who even mentions that somebody had twenty five points? Nobody, nobody. Does that don't make the papers? Nobody talks about it. In fact, if you are the Bulls' big three, each of them have to have twenty five just to have a chance to win. That's only seventy five points. Yeah, but what I'm saying is right. Absolutely, and you have a team who won who scored one hundred and forty five, be it overtime, but it's okay. Let's scale back fifteen points. It's still one hundred and twenty five, hundred and thirty points a night. You got to score. I think I said this before. You got to score 120 points now to win in the NBA. I didn't even know. Okay. Are they giving extra money to the scorekeeper? I mean, how many times you got to push the button? You know what I'm saying? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They're giving out. They Look, McDonald's just starts handing out Big Macs after every game now because everybody's going over 100. They don't even have that program anymore. Do you know that McDonald's would be bankrupt fooling around with the the NBA right now, if you had to give out a Big Mac for every 100-point game. So that tells you how bad this is. This is like you have these furniture companies say, hey, if you buy furniture on the 4th right. of February and it's four right. inches of snow, you're going to get your buy. Because they hit the actuary tables, they know when, uh, you know, and they pay the insurance for it. They go out there and they do this thing, right? Big Mac, I mean Big Mac, uh, McDonald's knew how difficult it was to get 100-point games. Mm-hmm. So they, So they... Usually if somebody got a 100-point game, it means another team was getting blown out. Somebody was getting smoked by 30. Right. So to keep the fans engaged and have them stand around, because you had to stay, I think. Uh, <laughs> you had to. You, you had, had to, to do something to keep them there. To keep your, to get your voucher. Mm-hmm. Right? For your free Big Mac. Not today. 
Well, maybe if they get up to if you get a two hundred point game, maybe you get a stake. Okay, let 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 me say this. Let me say this. In the next couple of years, I will not be surprised if you see a game if you see a team score hundred and eighty points in one game. With uh, who was it? With Victor Webignano coming to the league. Okay, let's let's talk about him a little bit. All right. Okay. Let's talk about him a little bit. Do you really think in the NBA they're going to let him come in here and just splash like that? I don't know if you're going to let him or not, but it's coming, and it's going to happen at some point. Look, we know – If he stays what, healthy. What happens to long thin players in the NBA? Oh, they always will. <clears throat> they always will. Always get hurt. Always. He's going to get beat. He's going to get beat. They're going to undercut him. They're going to elbow him. And he's not going to sit out there and just keep letting it fly from deep. He ain't Steph Curry. Nope. So he's going to try to back down. They're going to put the bodies to him. You're going to come across the lane. These guys, are, Giannis is going to put the elbow on his chest. You know, and and, and the DeMar Roses are the line. They're, go, they're going to beat him up. Right. Because they're, and you know why they're going to beat him up? Because you're not going to take away my, my – uh, my McDonald's commercials. All right, that you know what? I, I want right. Come on now. I'm. I want to come on. Look, how many endorsements? How many endorsements? Dollar. You just gonna let them Tiger Woods and take everything? Take no. everything. Not yeah. everything. No. Yes, no you, everything. You know, do you really think they just gonna, your subway commercials, your discount tire commercials? Mm. He just gonna take everything. He gonna be. He gonna be. He gonna be worth a billion dollars before he's twenty five. Mm. No, no, no. He ain't, he ain't gonna give him everything. Do Do you think? Do you think? Uh, uh, what What was that at? Um, at uh, oh, what was the name? But Cuba Gooding Jr. The the he was a wide receiver. Oh, radio? No, not radio. No, no not radio. Uh, uh, see, not see, radio. that's why. That's you know radio. what? No, no, it was the one with Tom Cruise, and he wanted somebody to show him the money. I'll get ready to see Toby McGuire. It's not Toby McGuire. It's um Tom Khan. Can't think of it. I think it's Toby something to do with McGuire. I think it's McGuire or something. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that movie right there, he know how to get the quad. I never knew what the quad was. He wanted the he wanted the I think he wanted the uh shoe deal, the 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 food deal, or something else he wanted the overseas money. I think that's what he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think LeBron's giving up any of that? I think LeBron is going to be playing in a wheelchair. I, I am I am convinced now that they're going to get special orth, orthotics for him to play in a wheelchair. So you think he's going to buy his own team, and then he and Bronny and um, Bryce Augins going to play on the same team? Because Bry- Bryce has a shot. I don't think Bronny does. You keep doing that. You just keep saying. I don't, I don't think. I, don't I think, think Bronny, you're a Bronny hater. No, I don't think Bronny's big enough. He's like the paper towel. He's strong, Bronny. Wow, that was so good. I, I, but, <laughs> but, but Bryce, Bryce, I think is going to be legit. I think Bronny's just not big enough. I don't, I don't see where Bronny fits in in the because he's not Pantheon. Yeah, because he's not super fast. He doesn't have super no. hops. Nope. And he's not, you know, he's not dead eye dick from outside. No. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he because he, you're gonna have to do something to offset something, you know. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, no, no, no. Well, you know how it is. So, before we get out of here, we're going to have to talk about your New Year's resolution. Yay! What did Jay Sizzle do for New Year's is going to make a new you and a new me. A special you and a special me. Not, not put another notch in my belt. You know what I, you know. I don't put another notch in your no, belt. No, you know, well, not, because you know how, you know, sometimes you have, I have that special belt that I like to wear all the time, right? And so, uh, you know, before when I was dropping a couple of ounces, I had to put a new hole in my belt. I was feeling good about myself, right? Because my pants were sliding off a little bit. I'm like, hey. Uh-huh. Then the other day, I put on my pants and I looked up and I went, "Oh, hey, I'm not back at that notch no more. I'm back. I'm back on regular belts." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, hold on, I'm going the wrong direction." All right, we'll talk about this in a second. You're listening to the Sizzle on Iron Skillet Radio and Iron Skillet Television. All right, so Jay, 2023, yeah, the new year, everything yeah. starts at zero. Maybe not really, but at zero, now we're getting ready to start this year right. Yeah. I have said, well, no, I'll give you the floor to do your resolution before I even say anything about resolutions. I will give you, Jay Sizzle, the time to tell the people what you have resolved and what you were resolute about. Uh, Not making resolutions. I mean, revolutions? (laughs) Any of those. Look, you never keep them. Number one, mm-hmm. right? And you should be on a self-help program, you know, 365 days of the year. You should be on trying to make yourself a little bit better. Okay. So I will say, I will say I have decided not to um sweat the sweat the small stuff as much. Okay. And uh, because I know I'm a little detail orientated sometimes, so I'm a little type A. So I'm trying to be a little less type A and be a little bit more just just on forward momentum. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, and just try to be that guy a little bit, you know. And and I'm trying actually to be a little flexible and do some things I wouldn't normally go and do. Go hang out and do some stuff I wouldn't normally hang out and do because you know okay. we can't continue to live this life like we got it, like we're going to do another one over again. Like, um, like we like in some cultures you have a thousand different lives, so you know we gotta mm-hmm. stretch it out a little bit. So yeah, I think I think it's just uh, to say yes a little bit more. Hmm, that sounds. That sounds it, it. Funny enough, that goes back to what we were talking about. It, it's really, it's like being in a strip club. If you say yes more than you say no, Ooh, then know. everything will go smoothly. Not necessarily because you can get the gift that keeps on giving. You don't want to do that. Oh, wow, that is, no, now, that's that, the resolution you don't want. No, you you look. Uh, I have not been in said establishment, and God knows when. I can't. I can't remember. Mm. But uh, you definitely don't want to get too far into the club because it's hard to get out. You know, <laughs> it's easy to get in that rabbit hole, but it's hard to get yeah, out. Yeah, and you know, and it's, it's it's you know, I don't know. It all depends who you going down. I don't know. I just you know, the whole thing is sort of creepy. Yeah. You know, well, it's, well, you know, and when you know, and when and when did that become an okay profession? Obviously, at the beginning of time, somewhere around either True. Moses or Noah being on that boat. Touche, because it, it was it it was it was um, I mean I mean it was a harlot that helped the uh, the 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 uh, two that went to go check out uh, the people that the Moses and them wanted to go and attack. It, if it wasn't if it wasn't for the harlot letting them hang out at her house overnight, so they say. So the, that's the story they told when they came back. 
Uh, we was at the Harlot's house. She helped us out. We had to. We had to wait. Yeah. That's the reason why y'all didn't get back till this morning. Yep. Yep. Sounds like yeah. a good story to me. I'm, that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. You know. Yes. Yes. What happened to the other fellas? Well, they didn't hang out with me at the Harlot's house. You know? Oh yeah. You know when you miss hanging out, that's what happens. You miss a little, you miss a lot. They were, they were like, well, we can't take that land. And the two guys hung out at the Harlot. Oh yeah, we can. You know. No, so. that's terrible. No, my friend, no, that is horrible. It's biblical. Well, you know. So my New Year's resolution is very simple. Somehow, I think Jay read my notes because obviously I made no New Year's resolutions. No, I'm no. just resolved to do what I'm supposed to do and do what I have to do and then keep it moving. The resolution part not needed at this point in life. Yeah, I know what I got to do and I got to keep doing because it makes you feel bad about what mid February. Usually you're doing great if you get to mid February, <laughs> you know, and, and, and your resolution is just toast, you know, it's out of there. Mm-hmm. And then and then, you, and then your Valentine's all jacked up, you know, because now, you know, do you get your Valentine's Day gift or don't you? Or right. do you get a Valentine? You know what I'm saying? It's like, so now, you know, what do you do about that? You know? So it's like, you know, after that, after, after your Valentine's Day rejection or event <laughs> or, or, or event, because no, you know, Valentine, what is Valentine? Valentine's Day does not go right for you until it, it stops going right for you till at about oh, what's that about twenty mm, <laughs> about twenty ish is when Valentine's Day stops going right. Oh my! Because God. remember, because he back, because see, guys are no good at Valentine's Day. Absolutely zero good at Valentine's Day. What what's what what do we go get? Start off. What's the first thing you get for Valentine's Day? G sizzle. I get. Uh, chocolate edible draws. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> stop the first day. Yeah, that's the first thing, man. If if it doesn't start there, then I don't think we should right. start anywhere. Well, well, see that, and that's what I'm saying. See, so, uh, but you know, we we try to get that stupid bear. Yeah. You know, and the bigger bear cost you like forty bucks, which for, when forty right. bucks actually meant something. Right. And then you got to go over there and, uh, you know what? And the Fannie Mae's, are they closed down? How do you get the candy? No, they, they've got some Fannie Mae's, but they need to be closed down because it's $40 for a little Fannie Mae now. And I'm going to tell you what, who I'm going to tell you what, who set you up for failure. What's that candy that comes to that box already with the little bow on it? Stouffer's. Isn't it Stouffer's <laughs> or something like that? What those? It is, you know, we know what I'm talking about, uh, right? Oh, yeah. You come in that way, and you know it's the melt away that just don't melt all all the way. You know what I'm saying? Oh and you come in there with that box of candy, and she's just looking at you sideways, like. <laughs> you come bring the card and the little the chocolate. Ooh, what about the chocolate rolls? Did oh, yeah. No, uh, what, you got to hear about the chocolate rolls. What about what about the what about the 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 bouquet of roses you bought from Walmart? Oh. Does it have it? How about the ones from Walgreens? Oh, yeah. Oh, you're right. When trash. you get to the register, right? Oh, before, you're you out just of there. got a uh, Valentine's Day card. You're out of there, bro. Bro, bro. Yeah. Don't show all y'all. Listen, listen to me. Do not show up with the Walgreens roses. Sure. Don't do it. You you look, you're better off. And then here go the guys, right? Trying to be slick, right? They go to the florist over there and they want to get the single rose with the little baby's breath on there. 
Yeah. Like, look, like, look at what actually to the, what you all don't realize is that you're counting the money that you spend. Right? <laughs> you're counting the money. Dollar so, for dollar. Dollar for dollar. So if you're coming, if you're coming with less than a hundred bucks, if you're coming with less than a hundred for Valentine's Day, you're out of there. Less than a hundred. Even a hundred, that's the entry fee into any eatery right now. Well, see, here's here's what I would do. See, if you're going to spend big money on something, okay, right? If she's a flower person, go get a hundred bucks worth of roses. No, no. See, because now you're coming in there with you know you're coming in there with some roses then, or coming in with the big stupid box of some really expensive candy because they know they're expensive candies. Mm. You know, if you're coming in with the big stupid Godiva thing, you know, and they know that's right. like fifty bucks a crack. You're coming in there with that one, they know you spend some coin. You know what I'm saying? Because it's all about how much you spend. They can say whatever. They, there's some women right here that no, it's not. Yes, it is. You know, it's it's about because you y'all know if your man cheapens you up on Valentine's Day. Right. Here's two things a man can't do. Number one, he can't forget Valentine's Day because you're okay. out of there. Right. You're out of there if you forget. You got to show up with something on Valentine's Day. Something, right? Something's mm -hmm. better than nothing. Right. Number two, the worst thing with you showing up with something is that you come in there with something cheap, mm -hmm. right? You come in there with the stupid big bear, the big I love you bear that sits up on the, that sits up in the corner of the room. You know that right. one? And collects you, dust. It's and just, collects it's dust. Bad. Yeah, you come with that one. Yeah. You can't get in anywhere to eat on Valentine's Day unless you make no, right. reservations have to be on point. Unless yeah, you're taking it to the jerk spot. But no, then you might have to be, make reservations there too. Packed. That's yeah. Be packed. Oh my god. And I know jerk spot up there. That's going to be packed. I got to make some, yeah. some music anyway. We got to we got to get some music up there. But uh, right. you yeah. know, so yeah, so no, the whole issue is is that um, you can't go and come in there cheap on Valentine's Day. So if you do, so you you can't win. You can't win, right? You just can't win. And then as a guy, what do you get on Valentine's Day? Right. Right. That's what you're hoping for on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, and, yeah. So, and, so, and so now you're and now you're now you're in a barter system. Right. I you know? bought you all this chocolate and I need to get a little of that chocolate. Right. I need, right. <laughs> and now and now you're on the barter system. Right? So how does that make you feel? Like you're at she, the strip club. Tawdry and right. Like I'm back at the strip club. Like you're back at the strip club. Where it all where it all goes bad where, anyway. Yeah, well, that's where we all started anyway. So, hey, man, we started the club. We go into the club. Because yeah, right. you know who this is. You know what it is. It's the sizzle here on Iron Skillet Radio, Iron Skillet Television. Listen, man, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share. And make sure that you're always checking us out. Whenever we get some new content, Make sure you hit the bell. Make sure that you know that it's coming in and you know who it is. It's the sizzle, baby, and we always keep it hot for you. We keep it on fire. Is it over? Okay.